Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, The Digital Marketing Pillars, Making Digital Marketing Plans Make Sense, Informative. If you're unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our episodes have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. And if there are topics you'd have questions on or you want to suggest topics for us, send us a message at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Debbie Saviano has always been social. Technology makes it easy with social media and digital in general, and Debbie calls upon her own experiences to share with others how to best maximize social media. After a successful career in education as principal of five different campuses with students in pre-K to high school, Debbie transitioned into the sphere of social media. It is this background in education that serves as the foundation for Debbie creating courses today, courses that help others best utilize social media. Building relationships should always be the end goal, and Debbie demonstrates this in her daily interactions with others. Debbie is an advocate for guiding others in how best to utilize social media, especially in how to do it their way. In today's market, it's all about being seen and heard on the various digital platforms that everyone carries around on their mobile devices, and it enables us to create and maintain quality relationships that we all seek with those we provide solutions for. So, Debbie, welcome to my show. Thank you, Candy. I'm so excited to be here. It's so good to see you. It's been way too long, but thank goodness for digital, right? We exactly. Exactly. The topic that we're going to talk about today, and it's always been fun just like watching what you share on social media too and where you've gone and the opportunities that you have had because of social media. Uh, but before we get into the questions that I have for you on that topic, I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how did you get involved with social media? 
Great question. So I like to say that I'm a nomad because growing up, we moved like 30 times. I always mm -hmm. joke, if I'd had social media back then, I really wouldn't know everybody in the world. It'd be one degree of <laughs> uh, separation because of that. But, you know, I was a principal, love being a principal, love, love, love being a principal. And so when I decided to retire, and I always joke, you can retire early, right? Uh, I knew I wanted to do something as an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you've done that. But I was in the system, if you will, in, in education. So I spent two and a half years learning everything I could on social media because I knew I would, and I think this is 12 years ago, I knew I would need it, but it was at the beginning, literally. I mean, Facebook was there, but it was so new. So I spent two and a half years. And so what happened was, and I think I always tell people this about transitioning, you never know where that's going to take you. And people mm -hmm. started reaching out to hire me to do their LinkedIn profiles, which is what I started doing. And then because of my age, ironically enough, people asked me to speak about it. And so that's kind of, you know, the, the pathway I took. And then I met Stacy and Linda. We did Women's Leadership Live for seven years. And now I'm back on this route. So it's like, you know, there's always pathways. But I love social media. It truly is, you know, to me, it's like the 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 next big thing of the century for sure. Or the big thing of the century. Yeah. Well, and I remember meeting you when you were first starting and you were teaching, you know, the LinkedIn courses. And I watched how your business was growing. And like you said, you leveraged relationships that you were developing where you were able to go to other countries even and help, you know, with their social media on these trips. And that was always amazing to watch, you know, what you got to do and how that actually developed over time. And so we did a cruise, Candy. We did a cruise. I went with you on a cruise to speak. Yes. Remember? Yes. Remember? That was fun. We got to room together and yeah, it was speak. a great time. It yeah. was a lot of fun. But for those who are listening and saying, it just seems so hard to really develop relationships online. We don't have as much connection. What would you tell them about how to actually nurture those relationships through social media? I think that one of the biggest, I think that people think of social media is different, right? That it's a separate thing, that you have to be different there. And I think what people have to understand is building relationships, whether it's in physical space or digital space, is the same. You have to invest time. I mean, you don't just come up to someone you meet and all of a sudden you have a relationship. And so you have to invest the time. It's, it's listening. It's being respectful. It's being interested in what they're talking about. And it's, it's given them the opportunity to get to know you and you get to know them. And so I always like to use, you know, rules of engagement in a different way, because I think that you do the same thing in digital space that you do in physical space. You have to comment. You have to share, you have to, to be part of what their world is. And I think there's right. nothing more important than building those relationships, but it takes time. It takes time, just like it does in real, in real space. Right. Well, and that's one of the things too, is people will say like, oh, I'm so busy running my company and selling my products. And I don't have a lot of time, you know, to be on social media. So what would you tell someone is maybe the investment they should make every day or every week? Like how much time should they really put aside for that? Great question. So everyone's different and every everyone's role and their profession is different. You know me. I always have my phone in my hand. Always. It's always with me. I don't use programs. I don't use other things to post for me. It's it's real time. So what I because I always have my phone and I'm always thinking, what can I share that shows what I do or just I mean, there's different reasons we share. Right. Some is just mm -hmm. for fun. It's for laughter, it's for information, knowledge. But like for someone in your business, if you're sitting there at your desk working, I mean, it's March, right? Next month is April, tax time. Just taking a picture 
of a fun, messy desk. And you always have to be cautious that there's nothing that's, that's shown as Sensitive. far as you know, confidential information. But to show that kind of stuff and or show broken pencils and say, you know, back in the day or, you know, things that let people know what you do because you just want to create interest and you want to say, well, what's Candy doing today? Just like I commented, I love your new hair. Your, your hair color looks so pretty. So that's the kind of stuff that people don't always see. And there's a story behind why your hair is the color it is now. And I think telling people those kinds of things lets us build the relationships. And people don't think about it all the time. But if you always right. have your phone and you're always thinking, what can I do today to share that? As for time, it varies. For some people, it's 10 minutes a day. For me, I do morning and sometimes at lunch and sometimes in the afternoon. But I always have my phone and there's always opportunities that can pop in that right. I can post something. Well, and I know when social media was starting years ago too, I think a lot of us felt we had to keep like business and personal separate, you know, so I have, you know, my affordable bookkeeping business page. And then I, of course I have my personal page and I didn't show as much on the personal every once in a while I still do, but do you think that's as much of an issue now, or can you still kind of involve some of the personal things on your business page and still be seen professionally? I can remember, and I'll share this here, that Candy and I were in the same coaching program with George Hudica. And I will say, I can remember sitting around that room and saying to people, and, and people actually not arguing, but disagreeing with me, there is no difference between social, between personal and professional. That ship <laughs> sailed and it sunk way off the coast. So for people who think there's a difference, I, I humbly right. say that's not true because people want to know you as a person. Right. They, want, they want to know you. Can they, you know, we always hear no like trust, but I think they want to see that side of you as a personal thing. And again, I never post anything that I wouldn't want the world to see anyway. And right. I know you don't either. So, right. so I think there, I think the more you can combine that, the better off you'll be as far as on digital space. So people get to know who you are. Mm -hmm. So for those who still feel like social media is really a challenge, I don't know where I should be or what I should say, you know, how do you help them overcome those challenges? I think sometimes that, that one thing, and I used to tell this with parents when I was a principal, the, the first thing all parents should have, in my opinion, three values that your family stands for. What are those three values? Once you know those three values, you always make sure you're teaching that to your children. The same thing with your business. Why are you out there? What are the three reasons that you're out there? Obviously, mm -hmm. it's for business. It's, it's to show what you do so you can help others and give solutions. So identify what it is that you're there, what's your purpose. And then right. the, the biggest challenge people have is they go down a rabbit hole because social media can do that to you, right? right? So when you have your purpose and why you're there, you can say, okay, today I'm spending five minutes, I'm doing this and that's it. But you have an intent. I mm -hmm. think having intent is the biggest thing. And then it's easy for personal, but for professional, sometimes people struggle a bit more. And I think if you just think, what's my purpose for being there and how can I help other people? I think that that takes some of that pressure off. That's so true. And I know sometimes people feel too, they're comparing themselves to other people and saying, well, I'm not as good at this as they are, whether it's even their own services they provide, maybe they're newer and they're not feeling, you know, as capable as somebody else, or maybe they're just thinking like they have, you know, this many thousand followers and I've got 300, you know, and we've heard the term imposter syndrome. So what would you tell listeners in terms of the imposter syndrome and what should they think about it? I think that is probably one of the most fascinating things that I deal with today in my mind, because we've seen, first of all, like you said earlier, social media came and we weren't really sure what to do. And we tried to follow some other people and we tried to do it their way. 
but it was their way. That's the key. Mm -hmm. It was their way. But then on social media, you have all these memes and all these images and all these quotes to say, be yourself, be your boss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then they say, do it my way. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't work for us. You have your way. I have my way. Now, are there processes to follow and stuff? Absolutely. But I think the biggest thing is to tell people, do it your way. Know, again, when you know why you're out there and what your purpose is, it's much easier to not let that. And don't right. go to don't go to those places where you might feel that insecurity. We have a huge suicide problem in this country today and in the world because of social media. What right. a tragedy that we have done that to our young people. So I, I think understanding who you are, what you stand for, and not getting sidetracked by those other people. Because just because they have a million followers, that doesn't mean they're happy. That and, and again, mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's like a roller coaster. You have to say who I am and I'm gonna do it my way. Right. I think that's so true. And like I said, be authentic, just be yourself. And, you know, that's the thing is people are going to end up doing business with people they like anyway. So you want to be you, right? So they get to like you and not who you're pretending to be. Exactly. Yeah, be sincere mm -hmm. to yourself for sure. Right. So it seems like there are always changes in social media and new platforms come out and people saying, well, you should be on LinkedIn. You should be on Facebook. You should be on TikTok. You should be on Instagram. You know, you have to post reels. You know, there's all this different information that can become overwhelming too. So what would you tell somebody about what platform they should choose out of all of them? Well, obviously I'm biased. I always will say LinkedIn first. And the reason I, the, I would say LinkedIn first because it's the only professional platform out there. Mm. So think in terms of, of LinkedIn truly as a professional resume because it's the only platform that people go there to research why you. And mm. that's why they're there. Why you? Why Candy? Why Debbie? So you want to have all that information in your LinkedIn profile. You can't put that anywhere else. You just you mm -hmm. can't. And so I think that's the first thing to remember. Secondly is where do your folks hang out? Where are they? And right. so if you're a marathon runner, you know, be in those groups that are in different places, but do some research about where people that you can serve hang out. But I always recommend LinkedIn and Instagram because LinkedIn's professional resume. Instagram is probably kind of like your, your portfolio, if you will, of your work. I mean, like you with what you do, Ken, there's so many tips that you share in your newsletter those are the same things you can take and put over into your other things in visuals. So I'm always going to say LinkedIn and Instagram, but where do your folks hang out? And I love TikTok, but TikTok's like a rabbit hole. You can go crazy because there's so many fun things there. So, uh, yeah. Right. So if you're saying, you know, do your research and find where people are sometimes, you know, I know entrepreneurs are thinking, well, I think I know where someone is, but I'm not really sure. Like what resource would you recommend or how would they find out where their ideal customers are in terms of social media? Great question. So every platform gives you analytics and insights. You can go there and look. The biggest thing I personally believe is that who's engaging with you where the most. So like for me, the group I have in Facebook, Women in Business, a lot of engagement because I, I know so many of those women personally. But then on LinkedIn, I get great engagement. So where are they engaging with you? Where do they come back and talk to you at? If you're on a platform and no one's talking to you, that's probably not your peeps. Go mm -hmm. find where they're talking. But again, you have to engage back. And that's another key that, that's important to remember is when you do post and people comment, you have to come back in and comment back. That's part of that building that relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, and how do they even get that engagement, right? Sometimes it's hard if you don't have a lot of followers or, you know, your posts aren't put in front of a lot of people. So you're starting small and you don't necessarily have a lot of engagement. What can they do 
to increase that engagement. So this is something I always tell people, and you've heard me say this, if you had five social media people lined up and they're trying to choose someone, we're all, we could all be really good, but we have a different perspective. My perspective comes from an educational background. So what I say to people is engage. So for example, if I was doing a post on LinkedIn and I, let's say it has to do with something specific, I might identify five or 10 people who I know that relates to. So if I was going to do one on March 15th and say 30 days from now is tax time and I tag Candy Messer, that gives Candy the opportunity to come in and say something. Mm -hmm. So tagging is one way. When you Mm -hmm. go in and you ask a question, and I always, again, education background, put a, actually put a space and then the question mark because that's telling the brain of the person reading it. They're asking me a question. They want my input. Mm. very rarely do you see someone put the space in the question mark. They just ask the question, but they don't put the space. The space implies that person reading it. Hey, they want to know my opinion. Hmm. So I've never heard that before. Tagging is a great way. And then that space with the question mark, I I use it 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I do think sometimes that's why three reasons, those two, plus the fact when I, as you know, when people post and say something, I respond 95% of the time I respond. It takes time. But I still do it because I think it's important. Well, that's why I know you have to spend a lot of time because you do reply to everyone and you do have a lot of engagement on your platforms too. I have been on both LinkedIn and of course, Facebook and commenting on your things. And I see that you do reply to like each person too, not just like, Hey, everyone, thanks so much, you know, but you'll comment on each person. And that's the thing that people have to remember is that they think if someone comes in and say, okay, so if someone comes in and comments and says, thank you, everyone. Those people don't all see that because you didn't right. tag. I mm-hmm. go in and tag them, as you know. I tag everybody that I, again, 95% of the time I try 100, but I don't get 100, but I try. So tag them and let them know because you want them to know you appreciate. Plus, right. I think it helps build relationships because like with you sometimes, if you say something back and it has to do with my granddaughter, I say something about your cute grandbabies. So it's- it gives you that chance to build a relationship. But but again, I always have my phone if I'm watching TV, which I don't do a lot. But if I am or if I'm somewhere and I've got 15 minutes, I can go in and do that. So it's not thinking like I have to go do it right now. I just do it when I have a break. That makes right. sense. So obviously we talked about you being an educator. So once an educator, always an educator, right? So why are your courses different than what someone might find elsewhere? I think that it goes back to education. It's kind of like being a principal. You're, and I was blessed, Lord, I was blessed to have most amazing teachers. And my teachers, whether it was an elementary school or a high school, they did lesson plans to what they were going to teach that student, right? Mm-hmm. So with what I do with the courses, that I make sure that I know what the end result is. You have to know what the end result is so you can build up to that. So I use educational practices in how I do the courses and how I teach that. And I think the other thing is, it's called backward design and education. The other thing with that is I want to make sure that all the learning styles are hit. So often we don't see that in courses. We, we have one learning style, which is traditional what people do. But I think you have to involve other aspects, the tactical part as much as you can. So I think that's the most, and then I remember what it's like to be a student and get frustrated and not know what's being taught. And so I think I'm very sensitive to not everyone's going to get it the first time. And so I make sure there's places in there that everyone gets it when we're finished and they get the end result that I'm searching for. That That's why they're there too. So yeah. Thank you. Right. Do you want to touch on a couple of the courses maybe that you have created that can help people on social media? Thank you. So I, I have one on doing it your way. Uh, social media, how do you, how to use social media to grow your business? Pardon me. 
because I think often people don't realize that it can be the most powerful thing if you have a process, not doing it my way, not doing it Margo, who I've done this course with, Tantau. She's a creative, I'm more of an analytical with education background, but to do it to where it's your way to be able to show what you do to help other people, because it's always about solutions. How can you help someone, right? And then I have LinkedIn course as well. And uh, I'm working on a couple that are individual to certain industries, if you will, because I think sometimes people don't realize what they can bring to the table with that. Right. Okay, I, I live and breathe LinkedIn, as you know, Candy. I mean, right. I've, I've always done that. I think it's one of the best we have out there. Mm -hmm. Nice. So obviously, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you have met some interesting people and had some great opportunities because of your social media connection. So can you tell us maybe a story about how you developed the relationship and what came about because of it? I'd love to tell you too, if we have time. So the first sure. one is I actually was leaving California at something you and I had been at and I have my phone. I was reading Inc. Magazine, which I love. And of course my phone's always there, right? I'm eating a Kind Bar because I love Kind Bars. And so I open Inc. and there's a magazine article on the founder of Kind Bar, Kind Bars. And so I put the Kind Bar on the magazine. No, nothing pretty. Just take a picture. Right. And I tweet it out. I know what their hashtags are and I know, you know, what, what, their mindset is about what they're trying to promote. So I use that in the tweet. Long story short, by the time I got home and a private message from him, for three, uh, two and a half years, almost three years, they gave me free kind bars, thousands of kind bars. Because every time I spoke, I took those kind bars. And so what did I do? I used that in social media planning and training. It was great for them. It was great for us. But it shows you a simple thing like that can get you, you know, added bonus. The one that's really cool lately, and this is a cool, cool story. Again, phone in hand, watching Discovery Channel one night, and they're talking about this guy who's invented invisibility cloaks. I think, how cool is that? So, of course, I look him up on LinkedIn. He's there. I send a connect invite, and I put a message. Say, hey, I'm watching a show about you. I would love to connect. Probably five minutes, he accepts it, messages back, and says, what are you watching? I tell him. He says, oh, I don't get that in Canada. And so long story short, for a week, we communicate back and forth. He does a lot with the militaries around the world. And our son was a SEAL, as you know. And so they had a couple of connections. So we're just messaging, right? So I'm in my office one day and I'm watching something on the moon when I'm working, I always have it on. And they're talking about the three men who own the mineral rights to the moon. First guy, second guy, and the third guy is Guy Kramer. And I went, what? And so I stopped, get on LinkedIn. I said, Guy, I'm watching this show. Is this you? He says, yes. I'm like... Well, first of all, how do you even get the right to buy helium on the, get the rights to buy the minerals? He goes, well, I did it because of the helium. Who, so I know one of the three men who own mineral rights, the moon, who, who how many people. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was simply from taking the extra time to send a message and connect on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. then engaging. That's the key. That's the key. And he is such a gracious man. Uh, and so smart. Oh my gosh. So smart. <laughs> Well, you talked about hashtags there though, too. Can you touch on that? Because a lot of people don't necessarily know what to tag, how to hashtag, what the purpose is. So I think that would be great to touch on that too. Okay. So, so think of hashtags. First of all, let me say this. Think of hashtags as file folders. So if you have an old fashioned file cabinet and you have file folders, a hashtag would be a file folder. So if I wanted to look up something on stay thin, which I'm not, <laughs> I would pull that, that hashtag hash, the pound sign, stay thin, all one word. I'd pull that and anyone who'd ever commented with that, I could find it. Okay. So like with the kind bars that time, I knew 
the two hashtags that they were using at the time. Okay. Uh, Southwest Airlines love in the air, you know, whatever the hash, they, they're going to have two to four that they use a lot. And so you want to know what those two or four are of a company you're trying to follow. And then you can share that too, but it, it allows you to go to any platform. You can put the URL bar, that hashtag, and it'll show you everyone who's ever used it. There's a lot of, that's a great question, Candy, because there's a lot of opportunities for you there. If you want to take the time and does, that does take some time, but my gosh, the world's your oyster. You can find whatever you're searching for. Right. And does it work as well on like all the different platforms? So like if you hashtag on Facebook or if you have a hashtag on Instagram, can they still see that you tagged and use that hashtag if you're not following them too? Yes. Yes. Instagram is probably, you know, it started on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Hashtags really started on Twitter. But I think if I had to say today, hashtags are probably the most prominent on Instagram. People use way too many hashtags, in my opinion. I say yeah. two to four is what you need to, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, LinkedIn's a little bit, but again, no more than three or four on LinkedIn. But ha- but Instagram is the big daddy for, for hashtags, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw an article the other day that said, like, people were using, like, 30 hashtags on Instagram, and it's recommended, you know, like, three or four, like you say, like, just use a few and have that be your main focus. So I've, I find that interesting that you were saying the same thing. Yeah. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, and again, that's an example of years ago when people started, people told them to do that. And so they still do it, but that's mm-hmm. not our way. I mean, who talks like that? Who, who, who thinks like that? 30 things. Right. Tell me two or four and I'll remember, I'm not gonna remember 30. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to be found by these big organizations and at some point to promote, I mean, I know you've had free things from multiple companies too, because you have shared authentically too, not just to get something, you know, but you just wanted to help promote, but who do they necessarily even pick is like, you know, I think that would be good for me to focus on or like how, again, finding the, the tags that they're using. I assume you have to go to their pages and look at what they are also posting and how they're posting. But like, how would you just recommend that whole process for them? I, I have. I mean, I have been so fortunate in so many ways. I used to Virgin Virgin Airlines used to. Oh, my God. The Virgin America used to be really, really nice to me. Now we don't have many more. But anyway, um, So here's the thing that people sometimes I think get overwhelmed. I say choose five to eight companies or organizations, okay, that you truly, as you said, sincerely respect, value because of what they do, the product, whatever it is, but but it's sincere in your thoughts. I mean, you truly are real when you're saying, I mean, anyone who knows me, it was Virgin America, it was Kind Bars, I mean, it was White House Black Market, so Corner Bakery. So what are your five or eight? Once you know that, start out by going to their website. And nine times out of 10 on their website, they're going to have their social icons there. Hmm. It's easy for you to click to those and see where they are. And, and you know, like White House Black Market, when I when I speak, and now I'm doing more Chico's because I'm not quite as thin as I used to be in full transparency, uh, I would t- I take selfies. But I don't, I take me this much, but it's that big audience back here that White House right. Black Market sees. That's who they care about. Those right. people are my White House Black Market. And you know, anybody who knows me associates White House Black Market with me. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always right. talking about because I love the product. So how can you then go? Their big audience is on Facebook. So that's where you have to go to get that. So find out where they're, they're most active at and, you know, follow those icons, see where they're most active. And then when you do post... Post the pictures, but always be thinking, why is this of value to that organization, that company? Right. It's not about you. It's about them. So, right. yeah, choose mm-hmm. five to eight and then engage like the devil. 
Okay, great. So do you think there's going to be like different trends in 2022 in regards to how people are using social media? I think people have been very frustrated with the um, monitoring, if you will, not being nice, the monitoring of social media. Mm-hmm. And you and I talked earlier about the fact that not everyone sees everything that you post, but I right. think that they're frustrated with that. And I think they're going to try and find more ways to be seen, if you will. And I think mm-hmm. some of those, like I talked about in the courses, why I try to teach that stuff, figure out ways to where they'll know you you're talking. Like when you tag someone, they're notified of that. Right. That's huge. And tagging, I, I know 90% of the people know, but some might not. It's the at sign and the name after. When it turns blue, you know that person's been tagged, which means they're notified. So I think that people will recognize they need to be in control of what they're doing. They will see it more of a, a sincere way of being themselves and not worrying about trying to be the Kardashians. I mean, please, none of us are going to be the Kardashians. Not what I want to be. But uh, I think realizing who am I, what do I do, and what do I stand for? And I, and I, and I credit younger people with that immensely, millennials and younger, because they really have taken a stand, and this is what I value. I mean, one of our granddaughters won't shop at a certain pet store because of their puppy farms. They, she won't go there. She, when she made this decision, she was 14 years old. Now think mm-hmm. about that. That's pretty heavy. Right. People today know what your background is. Like me, I pretty much try to say, well, anything comes out of China. I don't agree mm-hmm. with what they do. So I, mm-hmm. but, but they're able to stand up in their own belief system. And I think that social right. media has allowed us to do that. And I will see that becoming even more prominent. Mm-hmm. So like you said, I know LinkedIn is one of your main focuses too. And a lot of people still don't know the best practices maybe for using LinkedIn versus, you know, they're used to the more social and, you know, maybe less professional per se. So what would you say is a tip for someone who wants to use LinkedIn effectively, finding the right people to connect with, you know, and maybe, you know, messaging, you know, how would you even give them tips on what to do if they're not sure where to start? Okay, great. So the first thing on LinkedIn, I would say is you want people to come there, right? So if someone researches Candy Messer, Debbie Saviano, LinkedIn or anybody, anybody, LinkedIn is going to be one of the top three searches in Google. They're going to come up. All right. So whether it's good, bad or ugly, it's still going to show up. So you want your LinkedIn profile to represent you as the professional you are and to clearly define why you like if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you know, I've got a course up there. I put that up there. Women, sometimes I give men credit for this. They're a lot more inclined to be more assertive about that. Mm-hmm. Women sometimes, well, I don't want to be this, you know, and again, right. I'm, I'm stereotyping, but, but make the call to action. Let them know what you do and how you can help them because that's why they're there. So having that LinkedIn profile that's, that says who you are in a professional manner, and then on LinkedIn, you can go and search for those companies and you're able to then follow the page, comment. And what you'll notice is that so often, all kinds of reactions, but not a lot of comments. And mm-hmm. when you comment, that's how I've developed a relationship with Guy Kramer is because I'm always commenting. All those different people that I was talking about, I comment, I, I react right. to, you know, but I comment. And sometimes when you can share, share's the big daddy, if you will. Right. And so how can you help them? Because at the end of the day, you're wanting to help that company or that person because you value them and you want other people to know about them. It's the, right. it's the new word of mouth, if you will. The other day I posted on Facebook, you know, I post so much of my old grandbaby, Sadie Mae, and I tagged Party City because that's where we were. Party City has 2.2 million followers on Facebook and Party City came back in. 
I mean, that's the kind of stuff people can do, whether it be LinkedIn or wherever the, you know, huge platform that people are. So yeah, but LinkedIn right. is, is, yeah. So I'm Debbie Saviano with the two stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easy to find. Yes. And so if they are reaching out to someone too, you know, what would you tell them about personalizing a message, right? Instead of just the generic LinkedIn, I want to connect with you type message. Perfect. So you're right. So often people say, okay, I got to do a message, but, they, but it's not personal, right? And it, it, <laughs> like me, most of what I sign off on is biggest of hugs. People say, that's not professional. Well, that's Debbie. That's me. I'm very, very, I, I'm, I'm a hugger, right? But 10% of the time, that's probably not appropriate. And my gut tells me when it's not. And so I don't say it. But most of the time I do say it. So I will say like, guy, guy, I'm sitting here watching this show on you. Invisibility cloaks. Wow. Naturally, I would like to connect. Debbie, when you say, first of all, why in the message, <laughs> you call my name and then why you're sending the message and then to me, naturally, I would love to connect shows you that's a compliment to them when you say naturally, because it's it's implied. So I think those are three things to remember. Call them by nice. name. Why are you messaging? And then naturally, I would love to connect with you and then sign off your name. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is the majority of the people, at least 50 percent of the people that, that I reach out to, because 90 percent of the time I do a message, they respond back. And when you don't do that, you've lost that opportunity to have that conversation, which is how you build relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would say one final thing from my opinion as a LinkedIn user, what I really dislike is someone reaching out, like I want to connect. And then as soon as I accept it, they immediately start pushing their services on me, you know, without even getting to know me, or is it even something that is going to be helpful? And they say like, here's my calendar link to schedule an appointment with me. Right. And see, that is such a good example, Candy. That is someone, they are doing what someone told them to do. Mm-hmm. Their gut would know, or they should know, if they're any savviness at all. But you don't meet someone the first time and say, hey, let's come come buy my product or service. You don't do that. But they're listening right. to someone who told them to do it. One day, a girl, a young woman did that to me. And I thought, I was in one of those days. I thought, you know what, sweetheart, I'm going to help you here. So mm-hmm. I messaged her back. I said, let me help you with this. Hopefully someone's told you to do this and you don't know any better, but this is rude, disrespectful, and people will, will just take you off and block you. And she came, and I was very gentle in how I said, I said, I say this with love and I meant it. She came back, she says, I am so embarrassed. My coach told me I should do it this way. And I said, well, hon, think about in real time, what would you do? You do the same on digital. And we got a right. great relationship today, but most people don't take the time, like I don't, because you don't have time to do it every time. Right. But you're right, that is not what people want. If you mm-hmm. don't do it in physical space, don't do it in digital space. That's right. that's the rules of the playground. Right. Especially if they want me to use their services, but they're like, call me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm, like, I'm like, uh, no. So that's the most offensive candy. Here's mm-hmm. my guy. Like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, well, I know you talked a little bit about your courses. I would love for you to explain to the listeners how they can find your courses. If it's something that they feel would be really helpful for them. So the easiest thing is to go to Debbie at DebbieSaviano.com and Mm -hmm. they're there. And then the second thing would be to connect with me on LinkedIn because I'm very, very uh, always sharing information like of what I'm doing. If I'm doing a LinkedIn live or if I'm doing an interview like this interview, I'll share this because when you do that, you're able to help other people see why you, that's the Mm -hmm. whole point. Why you, I mean, if you want someone to do your taxes and know about all the, I remember when you used to talk about all the stuff you do with the employees and stuff, I used to like, Oh my gosh, 
but that's awesome because you know how to do it and I don't want to do it. So that's, that's a good thing, right? right. So um, yeah, Debbie at DebbieSaviano.com and then on LinkedIn, connect with me. Okay. And any other offer that you have for the listeners that you would like to share? Basically just go there because everything is in such real time. And I know <laughs> that this will be, you know, when this the airs, I want it to always be real time. That's why I keep my LinkedIn very current in the website. <laughs> So, so go there and see what surprises you never know. <laughs> right. So obviously you had on LinkedIn, you said, you know, Debbie Saviano, you have your DebbieSaviano.com. Do you want to share other methods that they can reach out to you on other platforms or okay. anything there, else? There's a group on Facebook called women in business. And, uh, that's a great group. They're, they're women who are very supportive of each other and, and are, I mean, truly champion and, and support mm-hmm. of their women. That's all females, obviously. So on Instagram is Debbie Saviano. And that's the other thing I'd, I'd leave it with. If you hear of a new platform that's out there, even if you're not going to think you're going to do it, go get your name, get your mm-hmm. handle, because there's only one Debbie. I mean, I have everything in Debbie Saviano. There's a few other right. Debbie Saviano's, not many. Candy Messer's an unusual name too, a little bit like mine, but grab <laughs> your name because you might use it. If you don't, you don't, but you right. want to own it in case you do use it. So mm-hmm. yeah, any, any social media platform, I'm there with Debbie Saviano. It's because nice. clarity and consistency, right? Right. Well, that's a good tip too, because someone might think, oh, well, I'm just going to do Facebook and LinkedIn. I don't need those other things. But like you said, things can change and maybe they'll want it in the future. And maybe then it's taken by someone else. Exactly. Nine times out of 10, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. So <laughs> grab your name. <laughs> exactly. So, well, this has been fun, Debbie. I'm so glad that we were able to connect Aww. again. I know, like I said, we see each other on Facebook or LinkedIn and stuff a lot, um, but it's fun to see you face-to-face and have a conversation. So I appreciate your being oh, a guest Lord. again. Absolutely. And one thing I'll say too, is when this does there, I'll share it. At any time, whether it be this interview with Candy or with a, something else that, that a person's done, when you comment and tag and share that, then you're helping promote that person's services because you believe in them. So, mm-hmm. so think about how you can do that. And sometimes it's little ways you might not even think about, but, but that's right. a very simple, easy way to do. Right. And I do appreciate that too, is, you know, my goal is really to help entrepreneurs and giving them tips and expertise from people like you, you know, sharing your information to help them be successful. And I can't easily do that if people don't know that this podcast exists. So by having it shared, it helps others find it and allows me to, you know, share the expertise from all of these different people that I'm having on my show. So that's a great point, Candy, because like for this one, whoever comes before me and whoever comes well, I guess that'd be before me, not after, because that'd be after the fact. But whoever comes before me, I can tag that person and say, you know, something about what their podcast was, because you, then you're just, you're exponentially continuing the conversation and making it possible for more people to know about who you are and right. what you use if they want to tune in, because you have a lot of different guests with a lot of different areas of expertise. And mm-hmm. what a fun way to come get them. And I do a lot of interviews, and I've told you this before, Kenny. You are very, very, very good at doing it because you're very succinct, but you're very personal. I mean, it's a very smooth uh, interview. Well, thank you. So congratulations to you. Seriously. I appreciate the compliment. Thank you so I mean much. It sincerely. I mean it sincerely. 
Well, again, this has been fun. I'm so glad that we had this conversation. And to the listeners who are tuning in, I hope you found this topic interesting and answered some of your questions about doing social media your way. If you have additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Debbie at any of the links that she has given you, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And again, would you please share our show with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic, how to leverage Fortune 500 grants to grow your organization by positioning strategic philanthropy. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.